Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It's tough. I think as parents, we inevitably like feel for our kids and, and what they're going through. But I think we've kind of moved into this pattern as uh, a society where we are too involved in what's going on with our kids and too, mm-hmm. trying to fix it and rather than like guiding them through the difficulties. Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the Catnet Unfiltered podcast and this It's a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here, go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, we know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us. We all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. 
Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ever catch yourself wishing for more hours in a day? Imagine the possibilities. Picture me indulging in a luxurious glass of wine and a blissful bubble bath or cat spontaneously breaking into an impromptu dance party. The key to fitting that special something into your schedule is understanding what truly matters to you and making it a top priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. Therapy offers a safe and non-judgmental space for you to express your thoughts and feelings, and it can teach you practical coping strategies to help manage the stress in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers the convenience of an entirely online platform tailored to your schedule and flexibility. Complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist and enjoy the freedom to switch therapists at no extra cost whenever you wish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash catandnat. Hi, guys. We have a special guest with us today. Um, Alana, before we begin, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Okay. So my name is Alana Carvalho. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Um, I work in Midtown Manhattan in New York, um, or at least I did at some point in time. Now, I'm just, now I just work at home. Um, 
but I primarily work with, um, adults, families, couples who want to really like improve their relationships with themselves, with one another. And primarily I focus on codependency and perfectionism. So I call myself the codependent perfectionism, um, because that's also my healing journey. And it's a lot of the work that I do with other people. Do they go, are they like comorbid? Like they go hand in hand, like they live together, those two? A lot of times they do, I would say. I have no when we're idea. talking about codependency, we're talking about just in any kind of a person, like even us, like our age. But today we're obviously uh, talking about um, more of the teen and tween aged, mm-hmm. because as parents, we're definitely dealing with the idea that the our, our teen and tweens uh, want a sense of independence that our toddlers had nothing. All our, all our younger kids want to do is be beside us at all times. You could live in a mansion with 28 rooms and they will be on you and need to know where you are all the time. Right now. I actually have my TJ has a broken leg. And if anybody goes out of his sight, he freaks out. Understandable. He can't move, Mm -hmm. but it's the same way that it's as parenting ever since we had babies, it's like, they're stuck to us like glue. And then all of a sudden they want their own independence. And we're like, wait, 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 we weren't perfect prepared for this. I know. What kind of, what does codependency mean as a parent in terms of parenting? I think that's a really good, good question to start with. So I think what makes it probably feel the clearest and easiest for like the everyday person is like the helicopter parent, the parent who like is coming in and swooping down, um, and trying to make sure that their kid is always okay, that they're not dealing with any difficulties and that, you know, now I, I wrote in my book actually that maybe we'll talk about at some point, this idea that it's actually getting so, so much worse that the New York times called it snowplow parenting now, where it's like, we're just trying to move everything out of the way for our kids so that they don't have any struggles or difficulties. Oh, um, I mean, are people doing that more now than ever? I think so. I really think it's like, it's getting worse than it, than it was. And it's tough. I think as parents, we inevitably like feel for our kids and, and what they're going through. But I think we've kind of moved into this, um, pattern as, uh, a society where we are too involved in what's going on with our kids and too, mm-hmm. trying to fix it and, make things different for them rather than like guiding them through the difficulties. So codependency is you as a parent are codependent on your child then rather than your child being codependent on you. But because you create this codependency, it perpetuates because I know Nat said they're stuck to us, but even from a very young age, toddlers are like, no, me, no, me, right? They want control over their own bodies to do it themselves. But then as parents, we kind of swoop in and we start to do it for them. And that's what you're saying is it seems to continue we don't ever let them launch. We're, right. we're, we're, we're stuck to them because we're afraid to let them go. Yeah. And we're, we're afraid to let them fail. I think is what it is. We're afraid that like, they're going to feel bad or they're going to, um, you know, they're not going to move forward in the way that we want them to. And so we kind of like try to throw them these lifelines starting even like, as you said, like the toddlerhood years are so formative for some of this stuff, because that is when children are starting to learn, like I can do it by myself. But a lot of times as parents, we're sending the message, actually you can't. 
and I have to do it for you. And that starts to like reinforce within them. And then they move on to believe that that's true. Oh no, I need my parent for this rather than like, I can actually handle this myself, which is what we really want them to do. You know, if you're at a point where like you're, you're watching this, you're a teen and tween parent and you're like, okay, oh my gosh, when I look back and I think about the things that I do every day, for my child, maybe I'm a little bit kind of like that. Two questions is number one, that's a big one, is how to sort of reverse some of the damage that we've done as a trap yourself. And then the second thing is what are what are some of the really negative things that could happen to a child as they grow up if when it's time for them to move on, but they're codependent and their parents are codependent on them? What kind of things come about in a in a in a teenager when they have that kind of relationship with their parent? Sure. So to answer the first part of that question, I think it's not worth dwelling on the past and saying like, well, what could I have done that would have been different? Like, yes, that's great. Let's do that some other time. But really you want to just start making the changes as soon as you start to recognize it. And it really can happen at any age and make a difference. Like I've worked with parents of like adult children and it makes a difference for them. It doesn't have to be, you know, that, oh, I started when they were two and I did it perfectly. None of us are doing it perfectly. Even myself who understands this. So, you know, and does it every day. I make these slip ups all the time and I'm like, oh, there, I did it again. But I think the biggest piece is acknowledging it to our kids and showing them that it's not about them, that it's about us. Like that's actually my issue that I can't let you go get a snack by yourself. It has nothing to do with you. It's me. Right. And so acknowledging that and just actually apologizing to your kids when you do, when you do the stuff that, that hurts them in that way, makes a big difference. Oh, can you give us some behaviors of codependent, like some examples? Cause I think it goes from micro to macro, but what are some things that we as parents do to these children who are older that, that is considered or would be like, that's kind of codependent. Yeah. So so I give a bunch of examples in my book because I've I've worked with it, I've worked with the We're gonna link your book by the way so everyone so when we, you refer like yeah. please refer your book and and we I think this is a really important topic so we'll link your book so everyone if everyone's like what's your book we'll get their, your book out out there okay, great so one of the examples that I give is like a lot of stuff goes on at school right and sometimes parents need to get involved when it's serious, right? When it gets to that level where it's like, okay, they, this is really problematic and I have to do something about it. But there are so many things that happen before that, that I think as parents, we want to get involved with that. We really don't need to, we actually need to learn how to like coach our children through the experience to get them to learn how to stand up for themselves. So maybe like For example, if a teacher said something that they didn't like, but it wasn't overly abusive or destructive, and maybe it was a one-time thing, we want to help our kid address the teacher and say, you know, I was really upset with what you said yesterday. Can we talk about it? Right. And depending on the response of the teacher, we may or may not need to get involved. They may be able to just work it through right there. Or if the teacher is obviously problematic, then maybe we do have to get involved, you know, but you want to start with those like smaller experiences or like they're having a fight with a friend. You don't want to call the parent and say, Oh, you know, our kids are having a fight and what can we do about it? You want to help your kid learn how to move through that so that they can feel like, okay, I did this. And even if the outcome isn't great, like we will also want to 
let them know just because you deal with this doesn't mean it's going to work out the way you want it to. Alana, I was, uh, as a parent, you know, when let's say your teen daughter is telling you what another teen girl is doing and saying to her, the first thing, your natural reaction is, I would love, I would love to call up her mother and let her mother know what she's saying and doing. So we could like, just so she could speak to her daughter. Like it is like, it's your, it's my initial, like if I could talk to her mother, but like you absolutely cannot do that. The only thing you could do is like, get encourage your daughter to get her own voice and her own words to take care of it herself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, because your question before was like, how does this impact our kids if we don't work on it with them? And, mm-hmm. and the reality is, is these kids become adults and they become adults that don't trust their ability to move through situations on their own. They become people who don't trust how they feel about something because they've been told it doesn't make sense or it's wrong or whatever, right? Because as codependent parents, we also often try to change our kids' feelings, right? Like we have a hard time sitting up. <laughs> we got a reaction there. Yeah. No, I, yes, because we hate them feeling one way. So you want to rush them right. through the feelings and give them a love. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, and that's like, again, like that's a big piece where we want to take a step back and just let them feel the experience and acknowledge it for them. Like, yeah, I see you're really upset about that. Yeah. I really can understand why that's so upsetting for you. But as parents, it's so hard because we want to like distract or get them out of it or do something, you know, and I see it all the time. I mean, we do it literally with babies, right? But that's why it's like, we got to get out of that changing your feelings thing and actually get into as a parent, like helping our kids sit with their feelings and just be in it and acknowledge it and let it be okay. So I think two things, one, you're not like, well, you're not disvalidating. That's not a word, not validating them, but you're not like, no, that that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, that's not possible. Like you have a great life, move on from it. And you're not also, you're not, um, you know, you're not being like, I'll buy you your new phone. If you like, you know, you're letting them sit in it and you're okay with them sitting in it and you validate it. And you're like, this looks really hard for you right now. Yes. Yes. That's it. And it's like, it's so, I mean, trust me, I do these exercises as a parent and I'm like, Oh God, I just want to make it stop. But I have to really like take a step back and it's like, no, I can't just try to make it stop because it's actually really dysfunctional for my child to not be okay with her feelings and say, it's okay that I'm feeling this way. And that physical codependencies, like I get your water, I make your sandwich. Like, is there, are there things that we do to enable them? Like, does it send a message when they're able, you know, my question is when are they able, how much is too much when we're, when, when we're, when we're enabling them? Like, I know a lot of parents who still walk their kids to school, let's say at like, you know, grade nine, or they pick them up at in, in ninth grade, they're like, oh, well, they can't take the bus or like they can't, there's no way they could get to school on their own on time. I've got to get them there. It won't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So every time we do that, we're subtly sending a message to our kid that they can't do whatever it is that we're telling them that, that we need, that they need us for kind of thing. Rather than saying, like, when we allow our kid to walk to school by themselves at an appropriate age, we're saying, I trust you, you can do this, right? 
even if we don't say those words, if we just say, yeah, you can go, you can do it, right? We are sending such important information to them. And they're always looking for us to see like, what does my parent think of me? Because we're like backtracking. I'm like, when I tell her to set her alarm, am I now codependent? Like rather than her being late for like, you know, all of these things that we do micro, like, don't forget, set your alarm for seven thirty. Like that is probably a really bad behavior I should get out of where she can manage her time. Well, so what I might say is this, like it, first of all, all of our kids have different strengths and weaknesses, right? Like I have one child who's very serious and like, like this. And then I have another child who's more like this and, and needs much more like to be structured, but I have to balance out what I'm doing with them. Right. So like, if you feel like you're saying something that she actually needs to learn how to do on her own, what I would probably say is, you know, I tell you every day to set your alarm. Do you think it would be helpful if I, I stopped telling you to set your alarm? Do you think you would be able to do it on your own? And and hopefully she says, yeah, I do think that, right? Or And if she says no, I would say, okay, let's try this. I'm going to wean you off of telling you to set your alarm, <laughs> right? Because now she's so used to it that it probably will be hard for her to remember on her own, right? And a lot of times, like, I'm working with codependent parents and they want to, like, stop something really quickly because they realize it's destructive, But I usually will tell them that same thing. Like, you have to wean your kids off of the codependency. You can't just, like, drop them like a hot cake with it. (laughs) It's like like nicotine. I was like, it's like smoking. (laughs) Okay, so let's just, because obviously we're, you know, we're parenting our kids now. And the idea is, like, Kat and and I talk about a lot, is that we are trying to create independent um, humans that are able to take care of life on their own and handle it when we're not always there. What would be like if if you're looking at a teenager mm-hmm. who's codependent with their parent and now it's time for them to, let's say, move away for school or like it's really time for them to launch. What are some things that ha- could happen to a codependent, like a child that's codependent and a parent? You want the negative? Like, what, yeah, I want to know, like, what are some bad things that could happen if they end up on their own and they don't have mommy to she pick up loves pieces? Dateline, by the way. <laughs> no, she wants to know I that. mean, I want to know why it's so important. Like, obviously, it's important to make them be independent. What kind so, of adult do we have if they are? <laughs> do, do we? Yes. What, what are it? we avoiding here? You're avoiding a kid who needs to come home because they feel like they can't do it on their own. You're avoiding a kid who feels like they can't go off into the career they want because they're not good enough or they're not smart enough or they don't know enough because all of the messages of codependency and perfectionism, like they, they just get into us and they give us these ideas about ourselves that aren't true. Like I can't do this. I don't know how I would, I would need help. All of those things. That's what you want to avoid. Right. So it's not to say that it will definitely happen in one way, but you'll see this just lack of self-confidence or lack of trust in oneself, that that's a piece that you want to be looking for a basement. Well, you'll have a basement dweller for life about, you know, so often, um, we talk about, we talk about, uh, confidence and, and when people say, we, we say the worst thing is when someone's like, just be confident. Like what we try to figure out all the pieces of the puzzle that would lead to creating a confident, like adult and and person. And I'm seeing that this right here is one of those elements that is, is so key. Like there's so many things, but one is being able to know, like first when your parent 
lets you know, I trust you to do that because you're capable. And then them gaining that self, like, oh, I can do this, which is building, slowly building the pieces of confidence when all everybody really wants is to be confident. And this is one of the big, this is the, one of the big things that we can help. We, there's not, every, we can't do everything, but one of the things we can do is give them um, the ability to know that they're to okay launch. on their own. To launch. And it's so Absolutely. small. It's, it's, it's small little things that build confidence, but this is one of the really big ones I'm hearing. Alana, for everyone at home, what are some things we can implement um, into our daily? You know, I think a lot of people in this group have somewhere between a, an eight-year-old and a, an 18-year-old, and they are, you know, sitting there thinking about all the things they, they do for their children. So mm. I, I would say that there's feelings that are codependent. There's probably physical actions that are codependent. And then there's probably just rescuing, which I feel like is different than the actions that we do, you know? So what are those things that we can do to kind of extract ourselves um, so that they can launch? So there's a couple of things that I would push everybody to look at. One is try to be mindful on a regular basis where you see yourself giving advice just at all. When you see yourself giving advice, it's likely coming from codependency. If someone's asking you for it, like your child comes to you and is like, what do you think I should do about blank? That's very different because your child is inviting the information in. So every time you voluntarily give advice, like I think you should blah, 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 blah. Um, or they're just telling you a story and you find yourself telling them what they should do to, to resolve whatever the issue is. I want you to be really mindful and try to avoid that as much as you can. Like you see yourself doing it or you start and then you're like, I'm actually going to take that back. I feel like you could figure this out on your own. And then you ask them a question that helps them come up with the solution. So what do you think you could do about that? That would be helpful. Or how do you think, you know, you want to get them thinking about how to resolve things on their own. So asking questions. Okay. That's like number one, by, if I could get every parent to like step back from giving advice and just like ask questions and get to know and get to help their kids, like figure it out. I would be so happy. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. funny. We have a, we have a 21 day parent challenge going on. And yesterday the challenge was to go for a walk with your kid and not ask a question, like Ooh. just walk with them. <laughs> and, and someone said, uh, a woman named Danielle said, I, I never knew my kid had so much to say, <laughs> you know, because she was like, I got to know my child a little bit more just by not talking. And I was like, I wonder how, how much of us just innately want to give advice because I don't know, I guess you're having, you're finally having a one-on-one time with your kid. And my, my daughter said something so funny to me. We were on a walk and she goes, you don't like to talk when you're walking. <laughs> and I go, well, what do you want to talk about? Right. And then honestly, it just ignited her to start talking. But I was like, I don't really have anything to say. Nothing is new with me right now. But I'm like, you're welcome to strike up a conversation. I have nothing to say. I know you had more points on that, but I want to say something before I forget. Also, um, um, and you can you can touch back on all those things, but there's got to be a better language that helps um, give them um, the confidence to do it themselves instead of saying, like, go make your lunch. Go clean your so go make your lunch. She said, No, I don't know how to make I don't know how to make my lunch. You make my lunch. Instead of like, go make your lunch. What is a better way of all those things that we know they're capable of doing instead of making it like a chore, but more like empowering them? What are some good words to like, you know, and then they're like, Oh, well, look at me, how capable I am. What how do you say to go make your lunch without saying go make your lunch? Yeah. (laughs) So I might start off and say, Hey, could you help me out with making lunch today? 
Right. So like we're starting off and we're doing it together. So they're seeing like the process of making lunch, even though you've made lunch a million times in front of them, they're going to tell you they don't know how to do it and they don't know what you're talking about. Right. So like you want to get them in track. Great. Can you just get the bread? Okay, great. Can you do this and have them help you with it? And they may say flat out no, because they're teenagers and (laughs) and they don't want to be helpful and that's fine. Um, But especially those with younger kids, like they, it feels good to to be helpful, right. To your parent. And, and so like, they're going to want to be involved in that way. Try not to micromanage the process. That's so tough. I mean, for me, that's so tough. Like, I'll be like, Oh, you put it in the wrong spot. And I'm like, I got it. You know, like, it's like, let them do it. And like, Oh, that was great. And then acknowledge their efforts. So uh, like a lot of times, you know, we're like, Oh, good job. Right. And like, it's just like this flippant thing that we say to our kids all the time, but we want to try to be like much more specific with it. Like, you know, you really worked hard on putting that lunch together and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Like acknowledging the process of what they did rather than just simply like the Yeah. You know, I I really like what you said there. And I think that a lot of parents actually don't know this is when you said it really, they, it really feels good to them to be helpful in the family in the house. Can you talk more about like, like giving them that feeling and why that feeling is good for them and why they like to be there? How to like, how to That's part of like the confidence building we were talking about before. We can't expect that our kid is just going to build confidence. Like we actually have to help them build their confidence and do it in ways that they don't realize that that's what's happening. So giving them tasks that are easy for them to do well will help build their confidence. And then building up to more complicated tasks actually continues to increase their confidence. So like when they're little, you want to give them little things like, Hey, can you help clear off the table? And then, and once, and it's like, okay, great. And they're doing that and you're telling them how helpful it is and like all of that kind of stuff. And then that like builds up over time because they realize like, I can do this thing. Um, and it's like, well, I'm talking about obviously such like minimal stuff, but mm-hmm. it really does like build and build and build where the person feels like I got this, you know? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. We hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert because that's what it's all about, is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed because gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween. And to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little little bit of help in that area? Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or night. 